Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! Oh, the children of the night. What music they make. Oh, that one sounds like heavy metal to me. <laughs> Want to join the party? Crypticon, the Northwest's premier horror convention, June 18th through the 20th. The Holiday Inn in Everett, Washington, will be filled to bursting like an alien seed pod ready to spawn. They have movies, a costume contest, a room full of booths selling the finest macabre merchandise. It will be a bloody good time. <laughs> Just talking about it makes me thirsty. More info via Twitter at Crypticon. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-C-O-N on the Crypticon website at www.crypticonseattle.com or find us on Facebook. Digital broadcast where we've got dick jokes galore. Bone Bat. Lars Horace. I like your song. I'm writing a song about you. I'm about to write on my next rock or record, which is called This Gigantic Robot Kills. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the victory anthem. Welcome to This Gigantic Robot Kills. We've got my childhood hero, Weird Al Yankovic, playing accordion on this jam. That means we've made it, guys. Got in trouble constantly, so just gotta be me. And 19 years later, I've got this piece of paper. It says, Congrats, you broke English major. I still live with mom and dad. And it's kinda sad when the Stanford grad brings ladies to his pad. What up, girl? Are you that rapper with that song about hot topics? Maybe Bukowski was right about women. <laughs> Stop this it. is an old school jam. I'm dropping knowledge like Play Doh. Almost rappers track it backwards and stay flat like Play Doh. But I'm a minor threat. I flip scripts so they know you can't tase me, bro. Don't tase me, bro. Nothing to conceal. Keep it surreal. Piss off the British press when I'm like, who's John Peel? The enemy says, Lars is well rubbish. His single is bollocks. But I know that they love this. I'm MC Lars. True player for real. DPFR. True player for real. It's my self-referential introduction song. You know the deal. True player for real. I'm MC Lars. True player for real. DPFR. True player for real. The name's MC Lars. Living large and in charge. Player for real. Once upon a time, Grandmaster Flash inspired these nerds with the culture clash. Once run DMC mixed rock guitars with the kick, snare, kick, kick, snare. Public enemy took a political stand. Now we pirate these records like Dan the Man. And WA got attacked by the media. Now we check the facts up on Wikipedia. Can't get on the stage at the Jay-Z show. So we boot up Pro Tools and bust the funky flow. Online for free, we don't make dough. Okay, just thought I'd let you know. And I can give you 27 reasons why Post-punk rhymes are just as fly As anything born from mainstream rap Till my laptop dies and I'll take that back I'm MC Lars True 
player for real. DPFR. True player for real. Still myself, referential introduction song. You know the deal. True player for real. I'm MC Lars. True player for real. DPFR. True player for real. The name's MC Lars. I'll smack a rock star. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 46 of the Bone Bad Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. What up, playa? Hey, playa. Dude, I tell you, I've been listening to the radio a bit lately because I've been driving around and radio's been on. And the, the Jewish Federation of Sacramento is throwing this Jewish Heritage Festival in town. And they like they've a party. Been, yeah. Whatever, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. But here's the thing. They have a website for their organization, and I don't know if they really thought it through when they decided what to name their website. Because after every one of these commercials, they say, or get more information at our website. That's jewishsack.org. <laughs> Are you offended as the owner of a Jewish sack? <laughs> I, I just don't like it out there, you know? <laughs> I thought you liked having your Jewish sack out there. Not in public. <laughs> Not on the radio. You've been known video. to tail hook a time or two, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, so uh, be careful what you name your website, people. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. When you're not listening to the uh, <laughs> Jewish sack commercials, a good thing to listen to is MC Lars. It is indeed. Now, I got to say, I had never even heard of MC Lars before last year when we went to AfterCon. I'd heard of Frontalot, who was badass, but I I had never listened to MC Lars. And we go to this show, and this guy puts on the catchiest fucking show. I mean, his songs are super catchy, super clever, just real high energy, a lot of fun, and he immediately made a fan. Yeah, and he had the most elaborate show as well. I mean, he had video in the background, and uh, I mean, he had he had stuff going on. A full band. Well, he and remember, he did two full sets. Yeah, he did. He came out and he opened with Whitey Cracker, just kind of doing a rap thing. Yeah, and, and then, at that time, I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, and then MC Frontlock comes out and kicks ass, and then MC Lars comes out with this full band and just just a great entertaining show. And so since then. I picked up all his CDs, and we had been looking forward to the day when we could finally get him on the show. So tonight we're going to be checking out some uh, MC Lars. The tune that we opened with is called True Playa For Real, and uh, you'll be hearing more uh, as we go. So thanks to MC Lars for the music, man. Music, man. So, dude. Dude. What pisses you off? Dude, you know, you know what pisses me off? I do. I really want to know. Festival sponsor update. Oh, shit. I forgot all about that. It pisses me off when you forget that. I know. Yes, we have another <laughs> awesome we sponsor. The, we got to stop talking like this. <laughs> We've got another awesome sponsor for the Bone Bat Film Festival, September 2nd. Scarecrow Video, a Seattle institution, is going to be donating a pile of awesome horror DVDs for us to give away as prizes to the awesome viewers of the event. You mean you buy a ticket to this event, you show up, and you get to see music, you get to see movies, and you might get free stuff as well? Free stuff as well. This is how we treat the fans of the Bone Bat Show. And the Bone Bat Film Festival. Absolutely. So We're thank giving you. giving it away, except you got to yeah. pay to come in. Yeah, well, there's that. 
But uh, thanks very much to Scarecrow Video for joining the uh, sponsorship slate. We really appreciate the support. Thank you, Scarecrow. That's awesome. Yeah, they totally don't piss me off. No, they don't piss me off either. Not at all. They're awesome. So, dude. You know what pisses me off, What though? does piss you off, though? Here's what pisses me off. We are recording this episode in May, which, as most people know, is the month that uh, my dad has his birthday, right? I'm sure everyone knows. And the thing about my dad is he's one of these guys that if he wants something, he buys it. He, he wants it. He's got it. It's impossible to buy him birthday presents. And my mom usually can give me some kind of a hint, maybe, of something. Really, it's usually something pretty menial that he might enjoy. And so I usually get him some real cheap-ass gift. And, you know, a couple times I've given him a really nice bottle of scotch or something. But usually I feel like kind of a schlong when his birthday rolls around because I, I don't have that great a gift. Sure. But this year, my mom sends me an email, and she goes... You know that composter thing that uh, your wife has? Your dad wants one of those. Okay, the composter thing my wife has is she's she's into gardening. She does all the garden stuff around the house. Mm-hmm. And she's got this big, like, plastic know, barrel, like, right? Big plastic barrel that's yeah. suspended in the middle so it can spin on it. And, you know, all the stuff in the bottom, you spin it now, it all dumps over upside down and it stays in the barrel. Huh, that's a it's, fancier one than we have. Cool. It's a big, spinny, composty contraption. It's also a device that nearly took the end of her finger off when she was assembling it, which was horrific. And and it's not a cheap thing. Right. So I go, okay, what what one do we have, hon? You know, what, which one do we have? I go online, I find it. I find out there's one that's like an upgrade from the one we have. It's a little bit better. And... Uh, and I buy that. I get my dad the top-of-the-line spinning composty barrel thing and have it delivered to his house. And it's going to get there, like, right around his birthday. Okay. That sounds like a good gift. Sure. Yeah. it's going to. I mean, it's something he wants, which is great, and he doesn't have it. And, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks. But, cool. All right. Cool. Finally, I'm not, you know, giving him a stupid present. So I see my dad a couple days ago. He's on his way back up north to his house. And he starts talking about how he went into Costco and saw this composter that he really wanted. And it's just like ours, and he bought it, and he's so happy with it. <laughs> so I turn to my mom. I'm like, Mom, did you hear what Dad just said? She's like, yeah. I said, no, did you hear what he said? He wanted this composter, this, and, he, and he bought it himself. Yeah. So wasn't that what you wanted? said I should <laughs> buy? Birthday? Coming up? Like a couple days? The thing I already bought for him online? And there's this long pause, and she's like, oh, no, I, I wanted you to buy that little jar that your wife sits beside the sink and drops her, like, vegetable scraps into. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. A little the ma- $8 little jar jar. instead of yeah. the $200 thing that he already owns. You got jacked, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So my dad tries to be real cool. He sees what's going on. He's like, oh, no, you know, that I've read the books, and they say you really need two composters. I'm, oh, I'm, so, I'm so happy you got me that. Yeah. Yeah, what oh. a nice guy. See, he's, he's trying to make you do a save so that you feel good about it. Yeah. That's yeah, you know what? Funny. I'm a professional bullshitter, though. <laughs> well, yeah, well, look, who do you think you got it from? Yeah, exactly. And I've known that guy my whole life. <laughs> I can tell when he's bullshitting. <laughs> So, Dad, I love you. Happy birthday. I know you don't listen to the show. At least I pray to God that you don't. (laughs) 
enjoy your second composter. The one I got is probably nicer than the one he has, though. I'm sure it is. Well, you'll when probably, you when you go for mine. the stainless steel composter, platinum, platinum line. Oh, sweet. So, dude, you know what pisses me off? What pisses you off, man? So last weekend, uh, my wife and daughter went away to Girl Scout camp for the weekend. They're out having a great time. and so That pisses me off. Oh, My son and I go into full hardcore nerd mode. Yeah. Saturday was free comic book day. Mm-hmm. So we got up early. We hit the comic book stores. Got a bunch of free comics. We went out and saw How to Train Your Dragon at IMAX, which great was movie. fucking amazing. Then after that, we decide that we're going to go check out the sci-fi museum downtown before we go to flying saucer pizza for dinner all right so we go down to seattle we're, we're pulling you get off the exit onto mercer we get right into we're about two blocks away from the emp sfm building and traffic just stops and we're sitting there and we're sitting there and we're sitting there five minutes ten minutes twenty minutes It's just ridiculous. Traffic is not moving at all. So my mother-in-law works downtown at the Seattle Times. So I give her a call. And I say, is there something going going on downtown today that I should know about? Because we've been sitting here in traffic for like 25 minutes. Oh, yeah, there's a great big immigration protest rally in Seattle Center. And so we're sitting there because they're having this big protest rally. And I just, you know, I don't have anything against immigration. Obviously, every member of my family is here in the United States because we immigrate, right? I but suppose. at what point does your right to assemble and speak freely supersede my right to my pursuit of happiness? <laughs> right fight. I would be looking at Captain Kirk's fucking chair right now if you people were gone. Yeah. And so we sat there, we That's sat there, we man. sat there, and then finally traffic moved and we went inside. And yeah, there was there was probably, I don't know, like 3,000 people right in front of the building we were going into, protesting. And they're protesting a law from Arizona. <laughs> so I, I sort of get it. They're trying to make their political voice heard, but essentially there's all these police on the street, you know, that they're paying overtime to for a law that doesn't even affect the state. You think uh, we could send a bill for that to Arizona? (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, so that kind of pissed me off. I I wouldn't want to infringe on anybody's right to protest, but certainly right in front of the Sci-Fi Museum, there wouldn't be a place like at City Hall that was more, you know, pertinent to the conversation. Or say, Phoenix. (laughs) Or there. (laughs) So that's what pisses me off. Wow. You know, that kind of leads into my political rant. Okay. Because, honestly, this this Arizona law, it came out of nowhere for me. I was completely ignorant of it up until after it passed. I didn't know it was festering. I didn't know anything about it. And then after the fact, there was just such, such vitriol on both sides of the issue. I couldn't get a clear, you know, answer as to really what the law said. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know how to feel about it because everyone's screaming on both sides and, and what both sides were screaming, I agreed with. So, you know, what's, what's really the law? So I took, and then after they passed it, they immediately passed some addendum to it, which made it even more confusing to me. So I'm still, I still don't entirely have a handle on it, but here's what I, I do know. 
at least what I think I know. Feel free to correct me if I'm totally wrong. Okay. Okay, it's a federal crime, a federal crime, not a state crime, to immigrate here illegally. If you're an illegal immigrant, you're breaking a federal law. And also, there's a federal law, not a state law, that requires identity documents legitimizing um, an immigrant's presence on American soil until you become a citizen. Right. So that's that's, that's law. That's how I understand and that. Right. No, no state has this law. Well, in Arizona passed their law saying, "All right, it's also a state law now too. We're we're the same as the federal law." Okay, I'm good with that. If that's if that's the case, I don't see a problem. But here's where it gets dicey. They're saying that it mandates that. Uh, Cops, when they have lawful contact and there's a reasonable suspicion that a person is an illegal alien, need to check their immigration status. Right. Which, All right, so which now what? the people who are against it believe is racial profiling, essentially. Right. And the, the people who seem to be most vociferous about it are people who are either citizens or legally in the state who are concerned about being hassled just because of how they look. Yeah, you don't want to be caring about your daily business and then constantly, or even one time, have cops going, hey, prove you're not an illegal immigrant, and you're like, dude, I'm wearing my shorts and flip-flops on my way to the pool, and you get hauled down to jail and then stuck in some bureaucratic nightmare of trying to prove your citizenship for hours or days or months. That would be bad. Right. But on the other side of the coin, they're saying, no, 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 if you're pulled over, if you're arrested because you're perpetrating a crime or the police believe you're perpetrating a crime. Now we just we have the ability, our ass is covered legally to make sure of your immigration status and follow the federal law. So really what it boils down to is what does this lawful contact mean? And that's that's just not really defined. So until they really define what this police having lawful contact and what reasonable suspicion means that the person's an illegal alien. The law is is kind of jacked up, but I still I, I don't really understand how you could have a law that's this big and this this uh, people would be this passionate about that's this freaking vague. Yeah. So tighten it up because on one hand, illegal immigration is illegal, right. but on the other hand, let's not just be hassling people because they have an accent. Because I have an accent. Ask anybody in Georgia. <laughs> and that is my half-assed political rant way to rant man thanks man all right so uh we have a voicemail this week oh god i hope it's from vaughn speaking to people with accents <laughs> hello people how are you good i hope you're both good i hope you both are well that's just gord because gord's fucking sick or something shows room you know what i love to the hate I love one of my favorite podcasts does a show like almost like once a week for a month and a half straight. Awesome. You know what I hate? When said podcaster doesn't send me my his fucking address so I can send him something. Right. I'm doing the most illegal thing here. I'm driving in my work truck with my headphones on and the phone to my ear. Completely oblivious. I'm just driving straight. If I kill anybody, that's not my fault. I'm union. What am I saying? You ain't gonna do to me. What? I shouldn't really say that, because it really would fuck me up. Great show. The last uh, six or seven of them. Even that repeat was actually pretty good. I really haven't listened to the shows um, past the year I started. 
and it's nice to hear these remastered versions of the shows every once in a while. You should really keep that up. And I really like this format now. I don't know what you guys are trying to do. If you're trying to get like syndicated or picked up or somebody to pay for your like annual cost or something, and that's what you're doing every week. I don't know. I really like it though. I really, it's really awesome to hear you guys every week. That's the show kick ass. Um, what else? What else? I know. I'm yeah, my truck. I ain't gotta work. Ugh. I don't much anything else. I hope you guys keep it up. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, you can't tell that this is going. I hope this gets put on your podcast. Uh, Steve, please send me your address. I, I really do want to send you a grotesque channel, so you can watch it. You can copy it. I know you probably torrent it, but I don't know how you have, how your fat little fingers have a, a legitimate copy of my copy. So you can watch it and then yell at me for how bad the movie is. That'd be awesome. Because we're pals now, right? Okay, we're pals, right? Buddies, right, Steve? So what was that noise in the background? He's like, was he running over trash cans or, or firing a weapon or something? I think he was dragging his big sacks around <laughs> of mail. Oh, his big yeah, mail he, he was working. Well, I appreciate okay. the kind words about the show, as always, man. And hey, it was cool to hear that somebody likes the, uh, the kind of remixes that we do every once in a while. Yeah, he's just the kind of guy for it. I mean, it's someone who owns 85 copies of, of you know, Bambi versus Godzilla or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, every once in a while we do put out an old show. The first dozen or so shows I was never really happy with. So as kind of a side project, I've been trying to update those. And You, you know, told put, me you love those shows. Son put, of the, a bitch. put the theme music to them and, you know, just kind of get them so that they're all the same as, you know, part of the set. So that it works together a little better. And some of them, you know, I, I do. I'm a little better at the editing thing now, so I can make them sound a little better. So that's what those, why you hear those every once in a while. And I hope you enjoy them. Uh, but well, yeah, I, I did send yeah. Vaughn my address. He's going to send me a bunch of uh, DVDs that'll probably break my brain. So we'll see what happens with that. I'll make sure they're not, you know, snuff films or something. I, I think they're almost exclusively snuff films that they're coming from Vaughn. But. We'll see. All right, dude. I, I was watching Top Gear, uh, uh, an episode from earlier in the year tonight, yeah. and and they were they were using the cameras on the vehicle to like chase down the uh, the the staff of Top Gear and like try to run over the camera guy and the boom mic operator and everything. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was funny. I was watching with my kid, and and the, the guy turns and he goes, "Oh, this episode's turning into a snuff flick." And my kid turns to me and goes, Dad, what's a snuff flick? <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, no. Did you say, it's like a porno for killing? <laughs> I didn't, no. I said, oh. it's a movie where, uh, I go, it's a movie where someone dies. Oh. <laughs> and he says, like Commando? <laughs> I don't know what that is, and I don't want to know. You don't know Commando? Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Oh, You're from oh, California? I was thinking of Holy okay. shit. I, I know what Commando is now. I was trying to think of some weird internet YouTuber thing. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Two girls, one cup or something. I... All right. Well, let's listen to a tune. Uh, this is MC Lars from the laptop EP, Mr. Raven. We got EAP in the house tonight. Edgar Allan Poe, America's favorite anti-transcendentalist. We're taking this back, way back, 19th century style. Who's that? 
Who's that? Rapping. Who's that rapping at my chamber door? Mr. Mr. Raven. All up in my grill like nevermore. <laughs> kick it once upon a midnight dreary. While I kicked it weak and weary. Dark and cold just like Lake Erie. Brand new sample. Someone clear me while I nodded nearly napping. Suddenly there came a tapping up like what this thunder clapping. In my brain like graphic halfling staffing me. I put down Milton. Cell phone mute like Paris Hilton. Open window halfway built. Time to change in like Bob Dylan. 20 pound bird black as could be. Cold feet, cold eyes aim straight at me. Grim face, grim stare, death carnivore. Quote that raven nevermore. Who's that? Who's that? Rapping. Who's that? Rapping at my chamber door. Mr. Mr. Raven. All up in my grill like nevermore. Who's that? Who's that? Rapping. Who's that? Rapping at my chamber door. Mr. Mr. Raven. All up in my grill like nevermore. Who's that? Who's that? Rapping. Who's that? Rapping at my chamber door. Mr. Mr. Raven. All up in my grill like nevermore. Who's that? Who's that? Rapping. Who's that? Rapping at my chamber door. Mr. Mr. Raven. All up in my grill like nevermore. I miss Lenore, my Annabelle Lee. Taken by angels from me. Along with books. Hey, that's me. Harbinger of death. Visiting me. Can I help you? Evil prophet. If you got a problem, look, I'll solve it. He checked my hook. DJ revolved it. Perched on palace. Chalice dropped it. Tell me, sir, please, if you can. Am I a good or evil man? What can I say? What can I do? When will I be rid of you? Nevermore, quoth he at me. Hating on this fresh MC. Satanic raven Nietzsche Glee. Killing me softly like the Fugees. Now I feel worse. My verse is terse. Joy in verse just like Fred Durst. Call a nurse. Disperse my thirst. Put this process in reverse. Wish I'd had some warning first. MC Lars, 88 hearse. Now I'll never be slug or merce under that black raven's curse. The raven's eyes still have the seeming of a demon that is dreaming. Lamplight over him still streaming. Hear me screaming, hear me screaming. My soul still floats there on that floor and shall be lifted nevermore. Afflicted, calm like Michael Moore. Canonized peace, U.S. folklore. Who's that? Who's that? Rapping. Who's that? Rapping at my chamber door. Mr. Mr. Raven. All up in my grill like nevermore. Who's that? Who's that? Rapping. Who's that? Rapping at my chamber door. Mr. Mr. Raven. All up in my grill like nevermore. Who's that? Who's that? Rapping. Who's that? Rapping at my chamber door. Mr. Mr. Raven. All up in my grill like nevermore. Who's that? Who's that? Rapping. Who's that? Rapping at my chamber door. Mr. Mr. Raven. All up in my grill like nevermore. Who's house? Raven's house. All up in my grill like nevermore indeed. Mr. Raven from the Laptop EP by MC Lars. MC Lars, purveyor of post-punk laptop rap and true playa, born in Berkeley, California. Berserkly! 
uh, has been putting out shit. He's been, like, recording since he was in high school, man. Since he was in utero, I think. Yeah, he grew up in uh, the Bay Area in California. And uh, in 1996, was one of the founding members of the punk band Amphoteric. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, the, who actually uh, released an album in 1998 called Desolation. Uh, then he started his kind of side rap persona as MC Lars and released an album called Nothing to Fear in 1999 on his own Noseman Records, which I guess was like a uh, you know self-pressed sort of a thing, about 200 copies that he'd sell at school and at shows and whatnot. Then uh, Amphoteric released another album in 99 called When Time Folds and Dimensions Meet. And he Whoa. continued for a few years to alternate releases between Amphoteric and his own stuff. Uh, in 2000, he came out with Insectivorous, uh, also one of his rap efforts. In 2001, his last uh, recording with Amphoteric, PH7. So uh, I guess Amphoteric started out as a punk band, but now uh, I kind of gave them a listen on MySpace. And they're almost uh, more progressive metal, kind of similar to Pelican that you heard last week. Yeah. Uh, then he left Amphoteric and started concentrating full-time on his uh, rap stuff. And uh, Radio Pet Fencing, which pick was picked up by Truck Records and released in 2003. That is uh, out of print now, but you can find it still on iTunes and Amazon. And then uh, in 2004, the Laptop EP from Wentz, the rave, Mr. From, from Wentz, Mr. Raven came, which you just heard. Uh, and, it, you know, even that early effort, I think, contained a lot of the things that would become his hallmark. So, you know, songs that really have something to say, uh, clever, often humorous lyrics, uh, a hell of an ear for a pop hook, and, you know, music that's just damn fun to listen to. Hooky and funny. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Raven's just a perfect example of that. Also, there's a song called Hurricane Fresh on there that they uh, kind of borrow the guitar hook from Rocky Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions. And there's also, you know, uh, Straight Out of Stockholm is another pretty hilarious song. So, uh, good stuff. That kind of built up to the full-length release, The Graduate, in 2006. Which... Now, wait, maybe, maybe you can tell me something. Sure. Speaking of Rocky Like a Hurricane, I know you're a longtime Scorpions fan. One thing I've never understood is the lyrics, Here I am, Rocky Like a Hurricane. What is that other part? That... Are you ready? <laughs> I, I am certain that I have no idea what Klaus Mine is yelling in moments like that. I've heard that roughly 9,862 times. I've never figured it out. I don't know. Maybe here I am, here I am, here I am really fast. I don't know. It, it sounds like the, the, the word you is But in I mean, are you, you know. Are you? Wait, beep, 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 beep. The scorpions. It's like he hits frequencies that only dogs can hear eventually. But so, you, so you have that, and you know, just the, the whatever uh, things he has going on with his voice. And then on top of it. You've got the Scorpions' broken English, which is terrible right. anyway. Like, what the fuck is Rock You Like a Hurricane mean? Or Bad it's Boys Running it. Wild? I mean, all, a lot of their songs are just, huh? Anyway. So, The Graduate. So, right. So, The Graduate, forward. 2006, <laughs> which is really just a fantastic album across the board. A lot of cool stuff. You know, their social commentary and songs like Hot Topic is Not Punk Rock. Generic Crunk Rap, which is a pretty... Uh, scathing indictment of uh, you know one of the rap fads that was going on at the time uh, he also gets it kind of inside baseball with music making with the song like download this song which uh, you know is a shot at the music industry and 21 concepts but a hit ain't one which is just a really great tune what he did is he takes a bunch of ideas for songs that didn't work packs them into a song and then uses the music 
from Tetris, which is, you know, about it's fitting nice things together. Exactly, things which together. is just, a, you know, it, it's that sort of cleverness that, you know, other bands like, like they might be giants, constantly does songs that, wow, I wish I'd thought of that. And MC Lars at his best has that same ability. So I, I really appreciate That's one another thing I really appreciate about it. Also, uh, this uh, album has uh, the song Ahab uh, about Moby Dick. You know, more stuff on the literary tip. Bass game, it's a, a great video game song with a very driving sort of bass line. And uh, Roommate from Hell with uh, MC Chris, uh, which is also really funny. Also, he does. there's a song called The Dialogue with Ill Build that is one of my favorites on the whole CD. The collaborations that MC Lars has been able to pull off, both here and then in a couple of years, he'd do a full album with YT Cracker, uh, it really adds a lot to the music. I mean, he's part of a community, which I, we touched on a little bit back in our MC Frontalot interview in episode 32, is that there's this community of kind of the nerdcore and the other rappers that are constantly cross-pollinating each other's work and working together. And I, that's a really cool thing to, you know, hear these guys that you really enjoy pop up in different places on each other's albums. It makes it, you know, exciting and a lot of fun. Uh, Digital Gangster LP, uh, which I was just talking about, came out in 2008, which is an, another really cool release. And this one where where The Graduate and the later a CD, uh, This Gigantic Robot Kills, kind of focus on the popular aspects of his stuff. This is really more hard rap, just a lot of cool rhymes. Again, there's some more cross-pollination. Int 80 from Dual Core appears on the song Original Digital Gangsters. MC Frontalot appears on Oneonta. Do the Bruce Campbell features uh, Schaefer the Dark Lord and Zealous One, a very cool tune. So there's just a lot of cool rap to be heard here. Other People's Property has a great line from Beefy on it. Awesome stuff. And then uh, a couple of songs have uh, feature k who uh, would appear on the single and famous EP with Lars uh, last year in 2009. So... Again, you know, a lot of collaboration that I think makes for some great music. Finally, in 2000... You know, Beefy's some, one of those guys that whenever I hear him, I like it, but I don't any, own any of his stuff. I, I got to get more beefy, I think. Well, I, I can fill you in a little bit. Uh, Tube Technology, I think you can download for free. His uh, second CD, Rolling Doubles, is available off of his website, which I think is beefiness.com. And then he's working on a new release for this summer, which is called With Sprinkles. <laughs> I like, I like it already. Yeah, it, it, God, that man, that guy can rap. But back to Lars. Back uh, to so Lars. in 2009, we, we've gone all over the place. We've gone a, a side trip to the Scorpions. We've done a side trip to Beefy or MC Lars. We're not <laughs> focusing. And it's right. all my fault. It's true. And then in 2009, this gigantic robot kills. Which uh, you know, when we saw him live, a lot of the songs were from that album. Really catchy stuff. The song we opened with, uh, True Player for Real, was from that release. You are hearing quite a few more during the show. Again, a lot of social commentary with songs like No Logo, It's Not Easy Being Green, which is another song that's just totally catchy. Hipster Girl's fantastic. 35 Laurel Drive, which takes a shot at his drummer's messy house, is so damn funny. <laughs> OG Original Gamer, which is a great effort with MC Front a lot. And my favorite song, I think, on the album is Hey There, Ophelia, which uh, 
borrows the hook from Screamager by Therapy, which is just a fantastic tune. Uh, yeah. It's been one of my favorites for a long time. And Lord, it's hard to be happy when you're not using the metric system. Which is a theme that I've returned to many times in this show. Absolutely. So uh, <clears throat> what's going on next? Uh, he's, I guess, working on the CD Lars Attacks, which will be out uh, presumably sometime in the next year. And uh, he's getting ready to go on tour with MC Chris and Whitey Cracker, which will hit uh, Seattle on June 1st. I think they're in San Francisco on June 3rd or 4th. So very soon you're going to be able to see him live. Get out and check it out. Like I said, really high energy show, a lot of fun. You, you will have a great time at an MC Lars show. I hope to make it there myself, and I'm looking forward to it. So uh, that was a quick rundown. We ho- had hoped to have an interview with Lars on the show, and it didn't pan out this time, but uh, we may get him on the show down the road. And fortunately, he's got so much great music that uh, I don't think we'll have any problem doing two MC Lars shows. So No, I, I think that uh, it's not going to be like, man, I wish we would have had him when he was cool and making good music before <laughs> he sold out to Pepsi. Absolutely. However, Pepsi would like to buy us, we will sell out. At the drop of a hat, won't we? Yeah, I'm waiting for the call, man. Yeah, anytime. All right, so this tune is from Digital Gangster in 2008, and this gigantic robot kills. We have arrived. This song is for everyone who has been stepped over, looked past ostracized, diminished, forgotten. This song is not for self-promotion, but a wake-up call to all you fake-ass DJs rocking dusty beats. Attention. We have arrived. Bob Dylan, the 60s are still going. What? 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 Alright. Technologies. That's gangsters with computers. Guess who's back with a postmodern rap? I pack so much flavor that I make a tongue snap when I'm rapping on the beat. It's crazy in a till. And when I rock the mic, yo, I'm built to spill. I'm Socratic, but it's Greek to you. Like little cave allegory. Well, leave your views skew. I get metaphysical like Aristotle. And when I swim stage, I do it full frontal. I'm a laptop hustle dealing shit where it cracks. And if you mess with YT, your Mac will get hacked. My rhyme is so deaf that they need to hear it. In. Ask Andy Warhol. All right, get you paid. Like Thomas Aquinas, just call me Hannes. And yo, if you step to my crew, then you're messing with the finest. Like Dante or Chaucer, I got the sickest flow. One, two, one, two, and away we go. Country cry, no shit Sherlock, cause I'm top notch. Dominate a mic like it's hot scotch. Hotter than a bottle full of hot sauce. I am on fuego. Take these haters down and then I toast them like some egos, man. What you know about me? Five foot seven, hella dope MC. Eat up the game like Jabba the Hutt. Got a big fat brain and a big old butt. What's up? Yeah, I read mad books. Talk to the boys and they all get shook. Cause I got cool style. Born in the 80s. Line full of dudes wanna have my babies. Yo, it's going down like Junior. Former fat boys and bright Gonna birth some children With my DNA It's not even a game I have so many X chromosomes It's gonna blow your mind In my name from the speaker box So the MCs they be kicking rocks I got bigger chops I've been doing this 10 years Finally on the map Got a Mac in my backpack And I still hack But I keep it on the low Cause I don't wanna go to jail Having fail on the triple beam scale Cause my lyrics like drugs And I write so well I'm still the DG to watch in 2K9 And I'm blowing they mind 
my huge e penis Still self-destructing your face like semen Nerdcore beating on not to get even With jealous fellas who try to beam into the scene With Jack Beats, MC Chris dreaming Wanna be mindless, cold claiming genius Put a little Kevin Crunch in your cereal porn That'll shut your mind so you can't retort Cause I'm classic, I'm a fantasy star And my Donald James glam do the work in your car I'm so postmodern, I'm MC Lars Chicks love a little cake, dick at bars Feel like a when you're well-versed, fully alive That's why you'll never get here and we've arrived That's why you'll never get here and we've arrived Hi. In 1989, Charles Band started a film company called Full Moon. Full Moon opened its doors with Puppet Master, a film series that would become a huge hit amongst B-movie fans. In 1989, a boy, age 12, walked into a video store and saw the poster for that very film. And from that day on, he was a fan. Full Moon has produced over 270 films, and I want to talk about them all. Starting at the beginning, I intend to work my way through Full Moon's catalog, one film at a time. Join me here at the LunarCast each week as I give thoughts, facts, and reviews on the movies Full Moon has to offer. We'll also try to keep you updated on all the happenings that are going on over at the Full Moon website. We'll keep you up to date with new releases and inform you of sales and special events that might be taking place. For more information, you can go to www.pennycult.com or subscribe on iTunes. Just look for the Lunar Cast. This is going to be one dark, twisted journey. So why not hop on and take the ride along with me? Lunar Cast. Look for it each week. Alright, once again, that was We Have Arrived by MC Lars from the release This Gigantic Robot Kills. Uh, thanks again to MC Lars for letting us play your music. Oh, man. Go to mclars.com and uh, treat yourself to some good music. Pick some up, man. That's mclars.com. Exactly. Alright, dude. Multimedia Trio. All right, dude. What have you been checking out this week? Dude, let me lay it on you. Dude. In the middle of... Dude. 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 <laughs> In the middle of reading the dude, I mean the dome, Under the Dome by Stephen King, which we're not going to talk about tonight. I noticed my wife was reading some little book and she kept she kept laughing. She kept LOLing. And I asked, you know, what you reading there? And she goes, oh, you know what? You, you just would really like this book. And she kept saying it, she kept laughing. She finished the book and I picked it up. And I am liking it. And I'm laughing too. And I gotta tell you, I've, I'm a little embarrassed about this thing. It's called A Girl Named Zippy. And it, it's kind of like one of those Bill Bryson, you know, this is my childhood growing up in a, you know, the middle of nowhere America from times past. And it'll never be this way again. And my life through child's eyes. And, it's poignant, it's it's very light, it's very happy, and, and I'm digging it. So if, if you want to read something easy and you don't have to look up very many words, I'd recommend it. I think it's Haven Kimmel. It's this little girl, her mom is a Quaker, and, and her dad is a not religious, and they live in just this shitty little shit-splat house in the shitty little town in the middle of nowhere, and yet somehow it's, it's kind of happy. It kind of reminds me of... Um, Who's that Canadian the Canadian author that wrote uh, Farley Moab? Uh, it kind of reminds me of his autobiography on his growing up years. Um, I'm liking it. So she runs around and frolics with wildlife? 
Nah, yeah. She runs around and frolic, frolics with domesticated animals. Oh. But not in the way you're thinking. So let me get this straight. The reason we're not talking about Under the Dome tonight is because you can't complete anything. Yeah, that's the long and short of it right there. What are you doing reading this other book in the middle of a book, man? I'm always I'm waiting reading on more than you one book at once. You finished Under the Dome? Yes, I'm finished with Under the Dome. I'm oh, waiting on you. crap. It's huh. funny, though. It took a long time, man. And there's something that the book's like pushing 1,100 pages, and you're sitting there reading it, and it's pleasant, but... You just never seem to get anywhere. It was kind of like my sex life in high school. <laughs> Except you said it was pleasant. <laughs> Is there more livestock involved with this book? Yeah, shut this metaphor up. isn't working for me. Anyway. Yeah, no, I'm on page like 830. All right, well, I definitely, I definitely have strong opinions about this book that I would like okay. to discuss. So we're going to hold off. We'll table this. We'll table the discussion of the dome. We'll dumbify the discussion of the table. Episode 47. Well, what about Kick-Ass? Did you see the movie Kick-Ass? I did not see Kick-Ass. Did you read the comic book by Mike, uh, Mark Miller? I did not. The trailer looks good. I've seen the trailer. <laughs> okay, well, that's something. Yeah, I actually went out in public and saw a movie, saw Kick-Ass. Good job. It was pretty fun. Yeah? I liked it. Yeah. I know that you're you're just more than a little bit in love with Nicolas Cage, but I'm not a big fan of his. But in this movie, I'm he not actually in love was with Nicolas Cage, but everybody pisses all over him like the guy's fucking nuclear and owes the money. I mean, he well, put he out some good movies. Money, actually. He put out some good movies. He's not all that bad. I don't think he deserves the rap he gets. Uh, maybe not. I just have a hard time even wanting to see any movie that he's in. And when he is in a movie, I have a hard time enjoying it. He was but great I, in I Valley Girl. He was great in Moonstruck. He was great in a lot of shit. Even the the fucking even though it gets a lot of bullshit, you know, opinions about it. But the uh, the National Treasure movies aren't that aren't that bad. I yes, just went to the drive-in and saw one of them with the kids. It was entertaining. It wasn't a total piece of shit. Not a total piece of shit is about as good a thing you can say about him. From no, there's just like about this 1989 thing. until present. Every once you know, that's in a, a while, big chunk of time to be sucking. Every once in a while, people just turn on an actor, and then I mean, this will be he'll like kick ass. Matt might be it, or he'll appear in a Tarantino movie ten years from now, and everybody will fucking love him. Again. Well, you know what? There's nothing wrong with Nick Cage. I'm fine with it. So clearly, he doesn't owe you money. Yeah, he doesn't. That's true. <laughs> All right, so Kick Ass, I enjoyed it, and I thought it showed a lot of guts to make. So what's a movie it about? Like do a, do a little uh, synopsis here. All right, little synopsis is every Joe everyday kid without any kind of superpowers decides to be a superhero, and he's going to fight crime. Okay. And it, it goes about as badly as you'd expect. <laughs> However. There's this little girl. I mean, like, she's 11. She's a little thing. And her dad has been training her to be a ninja assassin or some vigilante, essentially since birth. And they actually start fighting crime. And so it's sort of the story of, of this actual effective vigilante duel of father and son. And then this guy who goes by the name Kickass, who's just kind of schlepping through trying to be a superhero. It's a, it's a totally weird idea for a movie or for a comic book. And it worked. I liked it. And the little girl's badass. She's she's great. Cool. Now, did you uh, read the graphic novel as well? You know, I read the first I read the first issue of the comic book. And then I would pick up subsequent 
um, issues in the comic book store, kind of read them and skim them. They're always so thin. I they go, yeah, I'm already spending money on 48 pages of this. Do I need 16 pages of that? And I wouldn't buy them. Was it? I admit from it. What you... I supported the artist by going to the movie. So was the movie faithful to what you did read? Uh, in spirit, yeah. It didn't follow, as I remembered it, it didn't follow the, the exact way the comic book uh, laid things out. But I, I, I felt like when I was watching the movie, it sure seemed like, yeah, this is the way the comic book was. Huh. Cool. Well, I definitely I, will be seeing it at some point. I just haven't got around to it yet. Yeah. You know what I've been reading, which uh, I, I haven't read in a god since I was a kid. In fact, I don't even know if I ever read this. My mom might have read it to me, but now I'm reading it to my kid. Is The Hobbit. <laughs> awesome. And you know what? It holds up. It is great. My kid is he's excited at the, the right parts. He's he's you know laughed and then gasped at the surprises and it's that's a great book and I, I highly recommend reading it to your kid. It's, that was it's, I think the first novel I read in like fourth grade maybe. Like the first long form that wasn't you know part of a series like. Danny Dunn or the Three Investigators or something like that. Encyclopedia Brown, like you know those type of things. But like the first like full novel, I think I read was The Hobbit. Yeah, I remember my mom read me The Hobbit, and she read Lord the first book of Lord of the Rings to me, and I kind of just I think I ended up picking it up, kind of taking it off her hands and finishing it myself, and then reading the the second and third books of the series myself. And, mm-hmm. You know, fourth, fifth grade, somewhere in there. That's very cool. Yeah. Good book. I highly recommend it still. It's kind of neat to share that sort of thing with your kids, isn't it? Yeah, it's super neat. I'm glad. It's not... Uh, my kid really wasn't into it when I started it. We were just in between books, and I don't know what to read. It's, well, how about I read you this tonight and see if you like it or not. <laughs> Definitely worked. Yeah, I have, I have tried. We started it once, and then we didn't really get very far. So it's something we're going to have to go back to. Yeah, the language is kind of awkward. I, I didn't remember it as being so awkwardly phrased, but it really is different than what the kids are probably used to reading and hearing. Yeah, but you kind of get used to it as you read it, right? Yeah, I did. All right. Anyway, what, so what have you been into? Um, got a couple of CDs I'd like to review. Uh, first, I p- got uh, sent to me a CD from the band called Arisen From Nothing. Yeah, I listened to it too. Well, I didn't listen to a CD. I just listened to their MP3. Seattle band, uh, which uh, I got to say, I kind of dug it. it uh, it's kind of pretty straightforward, uh, state-of-the-art heavy metal. So, you know, it's not really very, you know, death metal or progressive, you know, or like the crazy stuff. It's kind of just straightforward metal. Uh, guy's singing voice, kind of like a cross between, you know, sort of like that Dave Mustaine snarl. And then kind mm-hmm. of mixed with Alice in Chains. So there's sort of that that kind of a uh, vibe to it. Uh, and uh, I just really enjoyed it. I mean, there's a, as much, you know, crunchy guitar. It's like a bag of Fritos as far as how much crunch there is. And a uh, couple of great songs, particularly Bulletproof, I love. At the Gates is really cool. And I Am the Darkness, or I Am Darkness, were my three favorite songs on the CD. And uh, just, you know, very solid, straightforward metal. A cool cover, a giant phoenix busting the hell out of a space needle. So definitely has a Seattle vibe, and it uh, satisfied my uh, tooth for metal this week. So, You know what it reminded me of, and I don't mean this in a bad way. What's that? It reminded me of Megadeth. 
Yeah. The, and, and Megadeth doing this, the, the good Megadeth. Like I, the, the both the the kind of Mustaine esque vocals, and then mm-hmm. also the chicka 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 chicka. Right. The the, like, the kind of like shreddy guitar type uh, era of Megadeth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was really entertaining, and I, I thought you you would probably you know I, I didn't know what to expect at first, and I thought you would like it because it didn't have the rah, rah, rah vocals. Yeah, no Cookie Monster. I mean, there's a little bit uh, at come chorus time. I think that several of the different band members have different backing vocals. And there's a little bit of that, but it's definitely used more as an accent than, you know, to carry the weight. The, the, the lyrics are pretty intelligible. Yeah, I approve. So I enjoyed it thoroughly. Check it out. Uh, you will see a link on the Bone Bat page. Also, uh, Brian Posehn, you know him, the comedian and actor? Yeah. yeah, new album came out this week from Relapse Records called Fartin' Wiener Jokes. <laughs> Re- Relapse sent it over. It's fucking hilarious, dude. It's also got a couple of uh, metal tunes on it, a heavy metal cover of The Gambler by Kenny Rogers, <laughs> which is hilarious. Okay. And he's just, you know, singing it with all of the death metal that you would expect. And then uh, the other song is called More Metal Than You, and it's a- another kind of very funny tune with uh, guitars, guitar work by Scott Ian from Anthrax, and uh, bass, I think, is Joey Vera from Armored Saint. So very funny stuff, and it's it's a solid comedy album. It's uh, maybe not quite as good as the last Patton Oswalt, but it's very good. It's definitely, I've listened to it twice, and I, got, I even got chuckles out of the second time. So it's definitely a good listen. You should check it out. Yeah, secondary chuckles, huh? I did, yeah, which is, you don't, with comedy albums, a lot of times once you've heard it once, eh, you don't listen to it again. And this one stood up to repeat listen, so that's that's awesome. And then finally, uh, Troma sent over a film, a Scottish film, on DVD that just came out this week called Dark Nature, which uh, kind of interesting film, sort of like an artsy slasher. It's about this uh, woman who... Uh, uh, I want to say she's a single mom because she's got a boyfriend and she has a daughter that she's kind of having trouble with. And so they go away for the weekend to go to her mother's cottage, which is somewhere on the Scottish coast. And uh, it turns out that the, the there's a serial killer there who has killed her mother and her husband and is, you know, going through. And it's kind of a whodunit because there's a couple of different suspects who could it, it could be. Uh, the uh, effects, uh, for the most part, the kills are all uh, killing. The kills are all practical effects, so it almost has like that the Fulci esque vibe to it. A lot of blood and latex, you know, knife work and that sort of thing. So it's gruesome and it's over the top. The who done it? It definitely builds a set of suspense. It's interesting because the actors, especially the men, are all kind of odd looking. Yeah. So they went for like very kind of sort of uh, actors that look like characters as opposed to you know like just the pretty people like you see in a lot of movies. Yeah. Which which definitely had a different effect to it. A lot of the cinematography was pretty neat, and the music they, there was like this quiet sort of. Uh, classical music in the background which would accompany the scenes and it just had kind of a different vibe to it and i think it really it worked like the uh filmmaker was in i guess his name's uh mark lanay and uh it kind of just i think it worked what he was trying to do it was suspenseful and it was entertaining i wanted to see how it ended so you know if you're looking for kind of a a slasher that's almost a throwback to like some of those 70s european films um i'd say check it out all right, then. 
And that's what I so, was up to this week, in addition to finishing Under the Dome. Yeah, I've been busy reading Haven Kimmel. Asshole. <laughs> All right, dude, filthy jokes. Filthy jokes. Two guys are leaving their office. One says, I can't wait to get home. As soon as I walk in that door, I'm going to rip my wife's panties right off. Other guy goes, I know the feeling. First guy says, no, no, I'm serious. These things are killing me. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, you know what's worse than finding out from your doctor that you have VD? What? Hearing it from your dentist. <laughs> I get it, because your dentist knocked you out with laughing gas and fucked you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you made that joke infinitely more twisted than it was originally. Thank you. Nice, Nicely played, sir. <laughs> Just the way my mind works. Holy shit. All right, so thank yous. I'd like to thank MC Lars, of course, for the awesome music. Thank you. I'd like to thank uh, David Relapse Records. Thanks to Clyde from Troma. And thanks to Troy from Arisen from Nothing. All right, and finally, our Toy Soldiers contest from last episode, from last two episodes, is finally wrapped up. It's amazing the, the kind of... The extended dance version of the uh, Toy Soldiers contest. Yeah, it's amazing the kind of response you can get when you actually put the show out. It's kind of funny how that works. We should do that more often. We should. So, uh, thanks to Kenneth, Daryl, and Vaughn for uh, firing in. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying Toy Soldiers and... Uh, Keep an ear peeled for our next contest. I'm sure we'll be giving something away soon. For free. That's how we do it around here. That's how we roll. So, our usual bullshit. Uh, you can find new content on Bonehand.com just about every Sunday. And you can find a new cartoon on MightyWombat.com roughly every Thursday. And you've got a new uh, article on DavisLifeMag.com, Davis, right? Yeah, DavisLifeMagazine.com. I'm still doing a monthly column. Might do a little bit more. There's a new format for DavisLifeMagazine.com. It's kind of a long name, isn't it? It's kind but, of bloggy, uh, isn't it? In theory, you should be able to click on the doodad and subscribe to my hoo-ha stuff. And every time I throw a column out there, you should be getting an email if, if you want to do it that way. I've been um, looking also, for a I way to... photographs see. from time to time. You'll get an email when I send those up to you. What can I tell you? I've been Sorry. looking for a way to subscribe to Hoo-Ha for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is fantastic news. The secret to life. You can subscribe to Hoo-Ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, I'm Bonehand on Twitter. You can follow me there. Yeah. And I'm Mighty underscore Wombat on Twitter. You can follow me there if you care. Okay. As always, we do appreciate uh, your reviews on iTunes. And here's the thing. I'm not used to begging unless it's for sex. But if you have time to get over to iTunes and, you know, just leave us a review right now. It's a really good time because folks are kind of stumbling across the show because of the film festival and vice versa. And, you know, if, if you enjoy what you hear here, if you can let folks know about it, that raises our profile there and it helps us immensely with getting the word out about the film festival. So if you have time to do that, we really appreciate it. It's true. We do appreciate it. Uh, and thank you for listening as always. So uh, I think we're going to go out right now with download this song from 2006's The Graduate by MC Lars. Uh, hope you enjoy it. This is Steve. And this is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one.
won't take it anymore, so I'm writing a list. Don't try to resist this paradigm shift. The music revolution cannot be dismissed. 1898, Iggy Pop CD. What if I can get it for my sister for free? It's all about marketing, Clive Davis C. If fans buy the shirt, then they get the MP3. Music was a product, now it is a service. Major record labels, why are you trying to hurt us? Fix up in my face like, don't steal our songs, Lars. Well, Sony sells the burners that are burning CDRs. So Warner, EMI, hear me clearly. Universal Music, update your circuitry. They see little kids downloading hit songs. They think that makes sense, well they know that it's wrong. Hey, Mr. Record Man, the joke's on you. Running your label like it was 1992. Hey, Mr. Record Man, your system can't compete. It's the new artist model. If your style is unique and you practice what you preach, mind a threat and jello, but the things to teach. I've got G5 production, concept videos, touring with a laptop, rocking pack shows. The old school major deal, it makes no sense. Endangered servitude, the costs are too immense. The fingers in the dam, but the crack keeps on growing. Can't sell bottled water when it's freely flowing. Record sales slipping down 8%. Increased download sales, you can't prevent. Satellite radio and video games change the terrain, it will never be the same. Did you know in 10 years, labels won't exist? Goodbye DVDs and compact discs. Hey, Mr. Record Man, what's wrong with you? Still living up your catalog from 1982 hey mr record man your system can't compete it's the new artist model file transfer charged us for music for years and now we're just trying to find a fair balance i hate to say it but welcome to the future I've turned off my browser. I'm all about the whatever podcast. you're doing. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should put my pants on there.